a Lifetime original podcast. I just saw the opening of the door, but not the figure, which means that if you were actually in trouble, I couldn't have helped you. Oh my I couldn't gosh. have helped you. I love a Lifetime movie. They remind me of like people that would like, when you're not looking, crawl on the ground weird. <laughs> oh my, this is horrifying, Megan. I fell asleep in the living room just yelling Krampus. I am just gonna try to recover from what you just told me. Wow, she's so lucky that she's to be at this house with all this hot cider. <laughs> Christina, why were you snooping around her room earlier? Jacob, that's ridiculous. Oh, is it, Dad? It's true. I was looking for something. For what? Honestly, I don't know. I just think there's something very strange going on with all of you and with... With what? With Paul. Like, maybe it wasn't an accident. <gasps> Someone finally said it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Perrigan, here with the mother of my child, <laughs> the hilarious Megan Gailey. <laughs> Megan Gailey! I am going to tell the baby you're its mom. I've been Thank I've you. been offering this to people all over. Joel Kim Booster. I've said I'm going to tell the baby he's his real dad. I believe I said this to Bobby Lee this past week. Like, I'm just listen. If you're willing to give me a little bit of attention, I'll be like, maybe that's your mama data. <laughs> that's also fun for the child to keep them guessing, exactly. not really knowing where is the love. So they're kind of walking around just like needy, open, right. and that's what you really want, especially in a young boy. Yeah. And you know that I'll be showing him my scars, videos of me. Right. Like, I'll be like, listen, you may not look Absolutely. just like me, but I need you to know that I gave birth to you. So Absolutely. Uh, sit down and watch this <laughs> montage of me <laughs> screaming. And, and then when you're old enough, I'll tell you who your real daddy is. <laughs> God, I can't wait for you to be a mother. Uh, Megan, what um, are your, you got any like fun Christmas plans? I mean, we're almost at Christmas right now. Yeah, you know I love Christmas. I really do. Live for it. Love it. Um, CJ and I are going to uh, see the L.A. Phil uh, play along Ooh. to Home Alone. Philharmonie. Philharmonie. Wow. Yeah. This is very fancy. Do you decorate? Like, what's your neighborhood looking like Christmas-wise? I know you said you were going to, like, bring Christmas cookies yeah. to a neighbor. So, I, I, um, I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast. I... My neighbors hate me, <laughs> and and it's not my fault. Um, I think it's a misunderstanding. And so my idea was like, okay, when I'm big pregnant, I'll go over with like a peace offering of like some sort mm -hmm. of Christmas treat, brownies, cookies, mm -hmm, shortbread, mm -hmm. something, and be like, hi, you know, you're not going to be mean to a pregnant woman bringing you a gift, you know? That was my thought right, process. Right. And then yeah. this week. At seven forty-five in the morning, they started oh, putting in a pool without telling us and oh now it is my mission okay. to destroy them okay absolutely this is beautiful <laughs> is this a married heterosexual couple yes okay this is a lifetime movie. white you're white on a mission and white. to destroy white and white okay okay then we're on a mission to destroy them mm -hmm. you being on a mission to destroy your neighbor is the lifetime holiday film yes. i actually want to yeah. see you know what i mean it would be called like seasons beating maybe <laughs> And it's just you ruining their Christmas. I think and, that would be perfection. And the thing is, I'm jealous too because they own and we rent, so I'm already 
upset. <laughs> and they're putting in a pool. That's my dream. So it's like they're oh over. And I'm literally looking into their window right now, being like <laughs> channeling all of my pregnant rage. Yes, um, yes. And like, I want to yell at them. CJ wants to yell at them. Today, they, oh, the workers, and I, I did like sass to one of the workers today and I needed to be like, it's not him. You know, like I've never met a, right. I've never met a workman I did not fully connect with to like, <laughs> to a point where people are like, do you, oh, did you guys go to high school together? I'm like, met today, <laughs> met today, my dear friend. So, and then, so I uh, unsassed it back. Um, and was like, thank you. But like, they, they keep wanting us to move our cars. There was filming on our street this week. It's just, and I'm out there rubbing my belly. Like someone take pity on me. Not, <laughs> not. You're not showing enough yet. You're not showing enough for someone to take pity I on you. I think they just think I'm a mad fat lady. Um, <laughs> but nope, I'm a mad. A mad lady who just had a real big dinner. <laughs> Basically, so, just a real food baby energy. Yeah, so that's my Christmas um wish. Making your Christmas wish is to is to destroy, just destroy them. Neighbors. Yeah, how about you? And that's beautiful. <laughs> um, you know, Christmas is it's funny because you know, um, famously in a relationship with a Jewish man. Yeah, and so. Uh, in previous years, I would, we would do Christmas at my mom's house where, you know, we decorate a tree and I would have my Christmas moments. In the last two years, we haven't done that. So um, it's just it doesn't feel Christmassy to both be in California where there's no weather and not have decorations. Um, and my beloved, he does not want a Christmas tree in our house. <gasps> wow, a lot of is- Jews love Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I th- Well, here's what I figured out. It's it, It's been interesting because we talk about this a lot, you know. Again, I grew up in New York City, yeah. went to private school in the Upper East Side. I didn't realize Jews were a minority. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Right, as right, far right, as right, I right. knew, I was like, Jewish people are out here thriving. Yes. Whereas he grew up, you know, one of like three Jewish kids. People would be like, what are you eating? They'd be like, why didn't you come to school yesterday? And, you know, everything mm. was like weird and different. And so I think that for him to have a tree is like to give in. To the Christian dominance. To the bullies in elementary school. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And so I think for him it has that that kind of connotation. And so I will say, again, it's something we have not, it has not been an issue until the last, you know, two Christmases. Yes. Where we've been, you know, so it's just, it's just interesting because like, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm probably just going to dress the dog up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be that. And that's I also okay. got Hanukkah things. That's okay with him. Oh yes, okay. absolutely. I'm going to, you know, I got, my mom sent us like a little elf on the shelf, <laughs> Hanukkah vibes. Like I just want accoutrement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like want little tchotchkes and things that let you know what month it is. Uh-huh. Is what I kind of feel like. I, I feel like Living in Los Angeles, I don't know what month it is until I go to Trader Joe's. Right. Um, when I see whatever the seasonal foods are, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's November. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, honestly, for me, the real Christmas, Megan, this year is December 29th. That is my Christmas. And I say that because that is the day my Netflix half hour <gasps> drops. Yes. Wednesday, December 29th. That is a Wednesday on Netflix. If you don't watch, listeners, I swear to God, you're, it, it's honestly a Christmas Kwanzaa gift. Mm-hmm. My birthday's December 7th. Roll it all in. Roll it all into watching the special, okay? We need this love and affection because, you know, I don't know. I'm like excited, but also terrified. Oh, no. This is a huge deal. And the thing is, Netflix, they're a secret organization. They really are. They mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm, They don't yeah. show their cards. But we know that they know when to drop things. Because when you mm. told me it was going to be that week in between Christmas and New Year's, that's a 
big, that's a big Netflix week. I think that's when Making a Murderer came out and got so big. Oh. So you're you're on Making a Murderer level now, and that's big time. Okay, that feels good, because remember I, when I did tell you, I was like, no one's going to watch. It's, they're going to be like watching, I don't know, you're a good man, Charlie no, Brown or some no, no, no. crap and like not paying attention. No, this is a great time because like by the 29th, you're either like back home and like, you know, having some sort of Christmas yeah. hangover or you're with your family and you're like, we cannot watch Love Actually one more time. <laughs> so I think it's a really um, smart, good time. I know it's later than it was going to, but I think it's going to yeah. work out. And I'm so excited to see it. Having seen you run it in person, I cannot Absolutely. wait to see how it turns out. And I have to say, it's a really great batch. Um, there's only one person I hate that is doing it yeah. with you. And <laughs> For comedy odds, and that's pretty good. That's pretty dang good. Yes, this is uh, the stand-up season three. That's what you're going to search for, okay? And then you're going to click the thumbnail with my face. Yes. Do you see what I'm telling you, listener? Yeah. So it's the stand-up season three. It's six of us. Each person is their own episode. I'm just giving you my heart and soul mm-hmm. and all the comedy I could come up with in two months after not performing for 15 months. I'm proud of what it was given those like parameters, you know, given the fact that like we have been in the house and locked down for 15 months and then suddenly it was like, are you ready? And it was like, step up, honey, step up. It seemed like you had been performing the whole time and I know you haven't because you're a good person. But um, (laughs) when I was seeing you run it and workshop it at wild places in the valley where owners are insane, it was like, (laughs) oh, this bitch, (laughs) she could do a Zoom special. I mean, that's how Uh, good it was. And I do think one, I didn't know it was one in six. I probably wouldn't have said I only hate one person if I knew the odds were that low of people figuring it out. But that's that's a little Christmas gift to our listeners to go, who yes. let's try and figure out who Megan hates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Besides her neighbors. Okay. Um, but you know what? This feeling of just like hatred, yeah. like secret enemies, mm-hmm. I feel like it really does tie into our movie. Yeah. That we're talking about today because this movie is all about, you know, the unknown and whispers. This movie, you guys, is called Secrets in the Snow. When Christina goes to meet her new boyfriend's family, she finds herself thrown into a family drama surrounding the death of a family member. You can watch this on Lifetime Movie Club, okay? And you know how I feel about the movie club. They got all them jams, $3.99 a month. I know you're like, do I have to get another subscription? But this one is like so good because the movies are so crazy yeah (laughs) there's so many movies and this is really a lifetime thriller um it it reminded me a lot of a movie i saw called you're next which was a horror movie that was Mm. also like a family it's in one location um which i think Mm -hmm. bodes really well for thrillers horror movies and it's just like people trapped in a house and (laughs) who's gonna die middle of winter yeah Yes, it also has like real um, Krampus energy. Oh my God, Um, oh my God. This is really embarrassing. Last year, I got really drunk on Christmas night (laughs) and was just yelling, I want to watch Krampus over and over again, (laughs) over and over again. A film I've never seen. I don't even think I'd heard of, but just, you know, when you get something in your little drunk brain and I, I honestly, they said I fell asleep in the living room just yelling Krampus. Oh my God, that is hysterical. I would see, now I want to be with you on Christmas Day. Well, I'm sober now. Right, that's true. What a bore. What a bore. You'll find something to yell about. 
You'll get you'll get some corn pudding in you. Oh yeah, and you'll find something to yell about. I'm having Filipino Christmas. I'll definitely start trying to pretend to speak Tagalog or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Real quick, though. I know I'm not supposed to be hawking the movie club, but I always want you to know lifetimemovieclub.com slash podcast. Okay? That's what you need to know. Now, Megan, we're going to get into it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So we open on an icy dock in winter, covered in Mm. snow. The camera goes to the end of the dock following a dog's trail. Yeah, you like hear, you don't see the dog, you like just hear the dog kind of like panting and stuff. And then we see a hand frozen in the snow below. (gasps) And we see a German shepherd, and I love a German shepherd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we cut to a couple, a a, a brunette couple Mm -hmm. is what I thought of them immediately. Listen, you are the strongest, smartest, most beautiful woman I have ever met. And you have this crazy ability to connect with people very quickly. It's only gonna take about five minutes until you have my parents in the palm of your hand. Now I see how you close all your business deals by buttering up your clients' egos. Christina and Ted. I just love how all American everyone's names are in Lifetime movies. We we haven't gotten to the, like, you know how, like, Brinkley and Kinsley and, like, there's that really funny, um, it's not, I guess it's maybe a meme of, like, the blonde white girl pregnant and all the terrible oh, names. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We don't have yes, any yes, of yes. those in Lifetime yet, and that's really a blessing. Well, that's surprising to me, but I do wonder, you know, sometimes someone's name is Madison? Yeah. Because you never see it. Like, I wonder if in the script it's spelled, like, M-A-D-Y-S-E-N, you know? like something they haven't told us ever. So um, Christina and Ted, we've- The couple, Christina yes. and Ted. They've only been together three months. Um, yes. And they are going to Ted's family home for the mom's birthday weekend. Three months in. You're not nervous, are you? No, you're bringing a girl home you've been dating for three months to meet your family for the first time and your mom's <laughs> birthday weekend. What would I have to be nervous about? <laughs> Look, it's going to go great. I promise they're gonna love you. Now- Three months is way too soon. It's actually insane. But I will tell you that this happened to me because Andy and I, our anniversary, like, so we got together March 11th. Mm. I met his parents for the, I went to his parents' house for the weekend of 4th of July. Okay. So we're pulling up on four months. And I remember. April to May, May to June, June, July. Okay, four months, four months. That is very soon to be like staying with them. If they came to New York and we went to dinner, that would be one thing. Mm -hmm. But we were legit at their house for a full weekend. You know I'm freaking out. I'm like, did you tell them I'm black? Yeah. He's like, I don't know, maybe. And I go, (laughs) any, did you give them context clues? Did you say she has to get her hair did? Did you say she uses a washcloth? Nigerian. (laughs) Are you giving them information? So I didn't even know what I was going to get. You know, I thought I was going to be very guess who's coming to Seder. And it was only four months in. And you know what happened, really? For all that, they were so lovely. 
I ended up in the emergency room <gasps> with an asthma attack. No. First time I got asthma, that's when I discovered I had you asthma. Had, you didn't know you had asthma until later in life? So apparently you can kind of, you can get it obviously as a kid and then you can also get it again. Like the other option is sort of in your late 20s, early 30s. And so I was 26. <gasps> I had it as a yeah. kid and then grew out of it. Yeah, that's the dream. CJ's had it his you know? whole, whole life. Um, I have done this. My ex, my brother got married in maybe like September 10th and we started dating mm-hmm. in June, July Oh, snap. And I brought him to Michigan to go to my brother's wedding. And we stayed in a house all together. Like, what? My parents were in the house, my other brother, my brother who was getting married. Yeah. And he was a good sport. He was a good sport. How long did that relationship last? A year and a half. We had a, we had a. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. We just. Okay. So it didn't ruin things. No, 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 no. I. No, it didn't. My behavior was definitely, I definitely cried about my grandmother that had been dead for like a while at that point. And everyone was like, oh, Jesus. So this couple, though, I did think of you because the couple lives in Chicago Chicago, and they're like kind of, and I, are they driving like, what I thought they were driving to is like rural Michigan or like Illinois. Okay, but also Indiana's on the table, you know? That's true. Uh, Because they, we do get a no hair name drop. And of course my ears Mm -hmm. a little perked up. Daydreaming about an escape again? I'm just appreciating what good time we're making. We've been cruising since we got out of Chicago. That's why I never fly during the winter. A little bit of snowfall and we would be stuck at O'Hare all weekend. And miss your mom's birthday. And miss you getting to meet her. He's kind of like um, doing, which I think people do of like, Oh, watch out for this part. You know, t- like doing jokes that are also meant to like kind of scare her. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, and you know, you're giving a toast tonight. And like, this is such a, this is like on a reality show I'm watching too. People, normal people are so afraid to give toasts. And I don't know <laughs> if I'm being insensitive because we are public speakers for a living, but it's like, mm-hmm. all you have to do is stand up and be like, uh, hello, I'm so excited to meet everybody. The food is one, like a toast is so easy and short that I don't know why it's get, like brings crippling fear into most people. Cause my parents are expecting you to make a toast in front of everybody at the party. Did I mention that? Don't even. <laughs> Seriously, it's gonna work out perfect. Trust me. I get public speaking is really, really terrifying for people. And also to me, you know what I will say, the idea of sitting at a meal and then one person standing up and commanding the attention. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do that myself and I'm a comedian. Yeah. Like I'd be like, okay, could you just sit down? This is too much. I would. We're all eating. I honestly, of course if you would. Me, I'll go, I'll give a toast. Please. <laughs> I would be honored. <laughs> ting, ting, ting. Here I am. Hello. Oh. Megan Gailey. <laughs> Well, then this next scene also fits right in. As someone who just decides to get up in some business that nobody asked him to, (laughs) Christina and Ted pull over and Ted's like going into, you know, a store, just like grab a snack or something. And Christina notices a teenage boy waiting outside of a store and he's like looking shifty. He's got his hood up and Christina like looks at him, gets out of the car, approaches him. And it's like she can immediately tell he's like up to no good. Mm -hmm. And so she gives him a little lecture. Listen to this. Here's the thing. I know you don't think you have choices in this life, but you do. And whatever choice you make right now, you're gonna have to live with forever. What are you, a cop? No, but I met a few in my day. Well, whatever, lady. 
And then he just <laughs> walks away. Like, it works. This lecture got this boy to not do whatever it is he was going to do. And I was never clear on what that was. Was it like going into a liquor store and trying to get a drink? Was he going to like steal a gun? We don't know. Yeah, if it was just shoplifting, I'm like, let him do it, lady. Um, <laughs> that's just how I, that's just where I've come to post-pandemic. It's like people need food and we are not providing it for them. So I, I would not have given a lecture. I would have been like, what do you want to no. eat? I'll go get you. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, buying yeah. Nesquik Oreos. You come up to me, I'm getting you something. And yeah. he just, she basically annoyed him out of whatever he was going to do. Exactly. He was like, whatever, lady. And he just like leaves. And it's, but it's, but, we, you know, what we get in this moment and afterwards is that she is a social worker. Mm-hmm. Also, we learn in this moment that she is a meddler. She is a meddler. Okay. She is literally 500 yards away. She sees something and she got something to say. Yeah. So that's going to let us know how she's going to roll in this family. <laughs> weekend basically which I thought was actually a very good succinct way of giving me the personality of someone and also making me not like them immediately Uh so they are getting near Ted's house they stop near a lake now you know I grew up on a lake not like summer house lake yeah like our full-time year-round house was on a lake and in the winter it would freeze And so, you know, this is giving me flashbacks to that. I love it in the summer, but it's also really beautiful in the winter. Sometimes we could walk all the way down to one of my mom's friend's houses. Yeah. On the lake? On the lake. (gasps) That's so scary. When is it like, how do you know when it's like strong enough to walk across? When you see kids. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to be the first one, you know? And then some people, I remember getting really annoyed. We had like neighbors at one point that got a bubbler that like kept it from freezing around their dock because they don't. And then you're like, man, I liked it. Um, But there were kids on my street that loved hockey that were like hockey players. Mm -hmm. And hockey's very expensive and like to get ice time is expensive. And so sometimes they would clear out like a little spot and be playing hockey. And it's like, if an eight-year-old's out there, I think I can go. Um, (laughs) Okay, so really though, it's like someone's got to take the risk and that's how we're all going to find out. A thousand percent. Okay. So, which will lead me into a similar issue that Ted begins to describe to Christina is that um, his brother Paul died. He drowned in the lake in the winter. So it, he walked out onto the frozen lake, fell through, and and drowned. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't really tell you about this. Uh, I knew that you were already nervous for this weekend, and, and I'm just sorry I, I had to bring it up. Ted, don't apologize. I get why you didn't want to talk about it. And, you know, my family is having a really hard time with it right now. So if you could just maybe not even bring up that topic. Of course. It also happened, yeah, like within the last two years, yes. right? Or like two years ago. Yes. So it's, you know, it is still fresh for all of them. But also to me, there's something about like telling someone. It's like when someone's like, yeah, it's like, don't curse, don't curse. And then like all I'm afraid of yes. is cursing. Don't touch Do you know what I mean? Where and you're like, can I touch it? Can I touch it? Can I touch it? <laughs> so, so it's like you tell her something harrowing when you're literally five minutes from the house. Right. And are like, don't say anything to anybody. It's like, OK, you should have not told me. Yeah. <laughs> So when I heard this news, um, it triggered something in me because this is the exact way my childhood Cocker Spaniel lady died. Mackin! Yes. Yes. Oh my God, that is horrible. She had gone into the lake multiple times. Like she had gone in 
we still contend that she committed suicide um, and okay. was Just ready. like Paul. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Paul and Lady have the same issues. Oh, my God. Because she had gone into the lake before and someone had saved her, like gone in and gotten so, her out. Frozen or re- or non-frozen? Frozen. Frozen. It was like, it wasn't fully frozen, but it was cold. Like, I think she went in. You can walk from your house to the lake. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting because I'm trying to just like paint a picture. So is it like one of those things where like, you could open your backyard, walk a little bit and you'd be at this lake? Not even walk a little bit. My bedroom window was 10 feet from the lake. Okay, lakefront property. No lake wonder front. you have such such <laughs> high class tastes. Okay, growing up on lakefront property, continue. In, Indiana Reservoir. Okay, and it was a town, and they said get out, and then drowned the town. <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes when the water would get really low, you could see like a church steeple sticking up. <laughs> I mean, we are Jeez. talking high class. So yes. And, and so Lady went into the lake and then someone saved her. And I think she was like, dog, I was trying to end it all. <laughs> oh, and then um, and then she got out at one point and was fell in and, and froze. And then my neighbors, oh. my neighbors found her <gasps> and um, put her in a trash bag in our garage. What? And we went to a Pacers game and came back and saw the trash bag. What are you saying? <laughs> Megan. Megan Elizabeth Gailey. I'm just, that's what, what happened. That's what are happened. you saying? Our neighbors were massive dog lovers. And I think it was like so traumatic for the mom um, that she just like couldn't be a part of it. And so they just laid Lady to rest in our garage in a trash bag. Did anyone say anything? Did they leave a note? Did they leave flowers? How you just gonna um, leave a dead dog in somebody's trash bag? That's some lifetime villain shit. Well, when we pulled into, and like my mom had been out of town. She didn't know the dog was missing. <gasps> and so my dad and I did. And we just like, my mom got back in town. We immediately went to the Pacers game. And so then when we pulled into the garage and saw the trash bag, my dad <gasps> and I were like, uh-oh. Oh my, this is horrifying, Megan. It was really sad. This is, she was, this is like actually more horrifying than the, than Paul dying in the movie. I actually. Was, she was 17. She had a beautiful life. She was a wonderful dog. At one point she had been an outside dog and then my dear Aunt Jane got her moved in to be an indoor dog. So she'd had a full journey mm-hmm. um, and she was blind and deaf. And Oh, so that's how she ended up in the ice. So I just, this movie, like Paul and Lady... I mean, sliding doors, you know? We have got to find a way to pivot because that shit is dark, dark, dark. Okay, listen. Make, okay, I am just going to try to recover from what you just told <laughs> me and go to the movie. Okay, basically, Christina and Ted get to the house and it's snowing, so you know there's secrets because the movie's <laughs> called Secrets in the Snow. And then they're greeted by that German Shepherd dog that we saw from the beginning. Yes. And we realized, like, okay, that was the family dog. Uh, mm-hmm. A German shepherd named Ace, bless his heart. Ace Ventura? Uh, um, that's what I was wondering. Is he named after Ace Ventura? No, Isn't this weird, not. too? My neighbors who put the dog in the garage. Stop saying it. They had a German shepherd. This is. F- Willie, he was effed. so good. He was this so good. This whole thing is F. Okay, so we meet Dad Jonathan, and he has, um, his grief has made him dive into making model airplanes. Christina, this is my husband, Jonathan. Hi. Oh, oh. <laughs> my hand's stuck. <laughs> I got a little model glue on my hand there, sorry. Jonathan, really? Go wash that stuff off your hands, and we're going to be eating dinner soon. Nice to meet you. We should also say that, like, Ted's mom is very sweet. She's, like, nice. She immediately hugs Christina. She opens the door, so that's all nice. But then as soon as dad, like, comes up from the basement and she's like, 
are you going to stay up here? <laughs> you went to the basement again. It's like, okay, yeah. we understand that there's tension in this yeah. marriage. Yeah. And then we really learn there's tension when we meet Jacob oh my and God. Nicole. Nicole is Ted's sister. Jacob is her boyfriend. And they are very mean. So she is mean. very bitchy. They don't shake hands with Christina. Jacob, Ted, I would like you guys to meet Christina. Hi, nice to meet you. Oh, you actually made it. Yeah. Guess we just barely missed the storm. Mm. No, I knew Ted was gonna be here. I just wasn't sure you were. You no, know, coming home to meet the family after only three months. Kind of scary, right? Nah, I'm thrilled to be here. First of all, I didn't even clock the husband's name was Jacob. He is so weird. And <laughs> like over the course of the movie, how many lines does he have? I will literally point out, we will have to stop, drop a roll when he finally speaks, okay? okay. Because this man, he stands there with an icy stare and like a gaunt face. Yeah. And he just staring. The ho He don't say a damn word. And then whenever Nicole speaks, she's cutting someone down. It was just... <laughs> it's important to note that the family business is like an apple orchard, which I love. Cider mill? Cider mill. So I think there's like, you can orchard, mill, cider, apples, 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 apples. I know. I know. It was wild. And then they all have dinner, which, you know, Nicole does not turn it off. She's still being no. a bitch. And not even the parents said anything. Again, I think what was killing me was not just her attitude because it was so like over the top and direct. It was that nobody was like, could you stop being mean to everybody? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, if this was a black family, somebody would have been like, could you shut up and leave? <laughs> I was like, she is terrible. Um, and then, it, and then dad is, you know, he's, he's not with his miniatures. He's joining the family at dinner and they're like talking a little bit about this tiny town they live in that, you know, it's like nothing much happens here in winter. It's pretty dead, but people love the lake. And dad brings up the lake and the whole table goes dark and silent. Hey, is it busy in the summer? You should see it. People come from all over to camp and, and go out on the lake. Well, judging by the drive here, Fenton is beautiful in the winter too. It's a nice change of pace from the city, for the weekend at least. Now, if I was Christina, I guess in that moment, I was like, well, maybe it was good Ted told her about his brother. Yeah. Because I guess Christina could have been like, what's wow. wrong with the lake? <laughs> you guys really <laughs> hate boating. <laughs> we do get a um, Humboldt Park name drop, um, which is a neighborhood in Chicago that has been aggressively gentrified. Mm. Um, and so that's where Ted was running. Ted and Christina even met in a way where she was kind of meddling. He was jogging and injured himself and she mm -hmm. went over. She's got like an all save. Like, and some women yeah, have Yeah, she's this. a savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, every, every man they date is a rescue dog. Um, <laughs> and, and so Christina does that. She bought like a bunch of popsicles and put them on his ankle. It's just like, um, okay, cute. Yeah, so after dinner, Christina helps the mom with the dishes. I always offer to do this and they're like, go sit down. Um, <laughs> and so we see that she has a heart tattoo on her forearm with like a design and the mom asks about the tattoo and Christina reveals this part of her life. When I was a kid, I followed the wrong crowd. I got into a lot of trouble. Uh, when I was about 17, I finally cleaned up my act. I started following my heart instead of other people. So I got this to remind me of what I survived and to always follow my heart. Whenever I'm at a crossroads or I don't know what to do, I just look down at my arm. It's kind of my good luck charm. I was happy that the mom wasn't like, ooh, a tattoo. I feel like moms yeah. of that age are like, how's that gonna look when you get old? Like they hate tattoos. Yeah. And so yeah. it was good that like 
she was fine with it, you know? Right, right. Later that night, Christina goes down. Okay, so we see her do a couple things. She goes down to her coat, you know, um, on the coat rack, and she's like grabbing her phone charger. She also, we see she checks that she has her mace, which apparently she carries everywhere with her. Um, And she like hears something outside and goes to check it out. No, nope. Megan, the moment she did that, I said, you know what? You deserve whatever coming to you. If I hear a sound out in the middle of a blizzard in a place I do not live, Mm-mm. I'm not going outside by my damn self. No, I'm getting the dad who makes war things in the basement for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or the boyfriend who has brought me to this hellscape. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 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 I'm running upstairs I mean- and going, you need to check this out. It's exactly. cold too. Just like the the snow drift. I mean, this is a real Chicago bitch. Just not afraid. <laughs> well, especially because she steps out, she sees like a figure all in black. Yes. pushes pushes them. Yeah, then closes the door and is like, "There's someone outside." <laughs> What's wrong? There's some creep out there in a ski mask. Let me see. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. Her yes. pushing a full laundry to that person just <laughs> into falling the to the snow. ground. <laughs> <laughs> Making, they fell. They make a snow angel. They get up. Um, so then the, it's not a burglar. It is a blonde woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, equally named, dangerous. <laughs> named Angie. And she is Paul, the dead brother's fiance. And Christina's like, who's Angie? And sassy Nicole goes, she killed my brother. <laughs> was just like, what? 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 It's like, Ted left that out. Thank you. And it's like, she's coming by. Anyway, <laughs> Angie has walked half a mile from her home to their house. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry to startle you guys. I um, left my house dressed up like this so I could stay warm out there. Well, come in. You must be freezing. Come on. Nicole, as we said, is not hiding her hatred. Listen to this little combo Angie has with mom and the rest of the family. I know that tomorrow's your birthday. I I, would have gotten you something. I just wasn't expecting to see you. Oh, you didn't get my invitation? Invitation? For my party tomorrow. Nicole sent them out weeks ago. Must have got lost in the mail. Maybe you would have heard about it, but we haven't seen you in what? Over a year? At all times. She's at a 10. But then also, like, there was something about her hating Angie where it's like, oh, okay, so it's not Christina. She hates all women. And also, at that moment, though, I'm like, why hasn't anyone in the family just said, why are you so mean? Why are you here? Also, her boyfriend, Jacob, just stands there this entire scene. That's her husband. They're married. Is that her husband? I think they're married. Oh, good God. Can you imagine their wedding? Like, I kept thinking about, like, what are their vacations like? What was their <laughs> wedding like? Like, what What do they post on Instagram? They are, the, oh my gosh, they're mean. I know, I know. So, Ted explains to, that Nicole hates Angie because Angie and Paul were trying to sell the apple mill. Yeah. Paul wanted to sell it move away. Nicole didn't like that idea. And she thought Angie was putting him up to it. Nicole just wanted to keep it in the family. Well, what did your parents say? They didn't even know it was being discussed. They only knew that there was tension, but they didn't know why. 
Also, just sidebar, unrelated to the plot, really, uh, Ted and Christina are staying in Ted's childhood bedroom. Uh, also, where Dead Paul has a bed yes. as well. Yes, yes. They, um, that evening, they have sex in the childhood yeah. bedroom with his entire family and Angie uh-huh. in the house. Um, yeah. I could never. I could never. It is wrong. My mom, like, I was, she, like, let me and Andy share a bed, and I think that was, like, really hard for her. I think she really struggles when he's around and we're together because I think she has trouble seeing me as an autonomous adult. And mm. if I'm like sleeping in a bed with a man, it's like, oh God, she like can't yeah. stand it. Um, So I have done this obviously and uh, <laughs> I will continue to do it. And I actually like kind of get horned up to do it. <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of an exciting thing for me. Did you have like a boyfriends in high school? Like no. a lot of like boys you bring by. Okay. No. I had no boyfriends. <laughs> I had no boyfriends. But uh, so much so that I was allowed to have co-ed sleepovers <laughs> after play, after plays. Like after closing oh, night of God. a play. My mom was like, all oh, the boys are gay. What's the worst that could happen? Um, and like people were, people definitely, there were like these two really hot deaf kids and they hooked up in my brother's room um, with like other girls. But um, no, I I would never, but like CJ and I, and I've, I've never been in someone's childhood bedroom, but I've definitely been in like the guest room. Okay. Okay. There's something about a, like a childhood bedroom, like a twin bed. I'm like, <laughs> I have, I, we have twin beds. When CJ and I go to my parents, we stay in twin beds like, next, <laughs> next to each next other. To each and other. we've definitely had sex in those twin beds. <laughs> oh no, I forgot my parents are going to listen. Oh and God. I don't know. There's a thrill. Well, you're there's pregnant, you know, you're pregnant. Peggy knows what you're up to. Yeah. That's where we <laughs> conceived. <laughs> um, that night, though, Christina's like getting up for a glass of water, which honestly is something I've only seen people do in movies. Get up in the middle of the yeah. night for water. I've I bring never water seen to my bed. I have oh, a you glass, do? I have a glass of water next to me at all times. Um, oh. And I have to get up because I love water. Um, and I have to get up and <laughs> pee a lot right now. But I'm never I'm never going to the fridge at the night. I'm just yeah. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Christina overhears slash puts her damn ear to the door because she is nosy as hell. And she overhears Nicole and Jacob talking. Christina doesn't know. Well, we need to watch her closely because if she finds out... Then we will take care of it. How are we going to take care of it? <laughs> what was that? And then she, like, runs and hides. She thinks she's, like, gotten away with it. But, of course, Nicole's, like, standing by the door like, hello. So it was all very, very awkward and sassy. And Christina does end up going down to the living room with her getting her, you know, after getting her water and she runs into mom and mom's like, that's what they kept telling me. Tragic, tragic accident. They said he was chasing after Ace. He loved that dog so much. But I keep thinking, why was Ace on the ice? And why did Paul chase after him? Why did the ice break? Why did he die? Just why after why? wasn't even a warm day. It just doesn't make any damn sense to me. It's just not adding up to me. So we get that mm. little nugget. Mm. And so Christina's kind of got that. And then the next morning, Christina tries to listen to Nicole and Jacob by the door again. And they catch her. And she is bad at lying or hiding yeah. it. Sorry, I was just... Where's the bathroom again? Next door down. You slept in. Were you up late? Yeah, I... I think I'm not used to it being so quiet. I haven't heard a single siren since I got here. Megan, her listening back to back just really bothered me. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you're close enough. You don't need to be all up. I don't know. I, I, 
And I just find Nicole and Jacob to be the least dynamic people of all time. That's like, I don't really want to listen to what they have to say. I guess I would be interested to hear what Jacob's voice sounds like. Um, but yeah, they're definitely little sneaky ass. Like, I don't think... I, they remind me of like people that would like when you're not looking crawl on the ground weird. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Wait, crawl. what is that? I'm like, you just said people who as though that is a type, and I'm gonna I need to unpack that. I think someone posted like a ring video of like a <laughs> oh, man crawling on all fours, being like weird. <laughs> what <Listen. are> you <laughs> say? I think Nicole and Jacob, when no one's looking, they crawl on all fours like spiders. oh my god i need you guys to know that we are recording this on like a saturday afternoon and i think this might be our best time because (laughs) megan is off the rails and it is hysterical hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The blizzard is still going on, so mom's birthday party is canceled. And also, Christina and Ted are stuck at the house now for more than just the weekend. Because basically, not only is the snow not letting up, you know, the time it's going to take to actually clear the roads and for them to get out. This is now looking like a five-day weekend. Yeah. Um. And so mom, though, she's like, you know what? We're just going to have a dinner party at the house just with the family. I'm going to make some like complicated roast or something. Yeah, the grandma's roast. Um and they just happen to have all of those supplies there. So, <laughs> which I was like, you have a you just have a spare roast sitting around? I, I do love a snow. I love a snow day and I love being snowed in. Yeah, this me was, too. Like, I so, really love snow. Ugh, I do too. Um so they're cooking and prepping. They all have aprons on. I'm like this mom has 75 aprons, but I guess they own an <laughs> apple mill. Who knows yeah, what kind I guess of so. apron work you need. So um, mom tells Christina to like go down to the basement pantry. And Angie's like, I'll go with you. So they bring baskets, like <laughs> pioneer girls. Exactly. And quite honestly, I, I described it as an apocalypse-ready pantry. Okay, you guys, yeah. this pantry is a full walk-in closet. Every wall has like um, stacked shelves. Full of canned goods, uh-huh. filled with goods. These people are ready for things to go down. Mm-hmm. But now that you kind of explained to me too, I'm like, okay, they live in this small town. They like own a mill. They are pioneer farm people. Yeah. They are like, okay, they we jar. live in the middle of nowhere. Yes. You know, we know we need things. They love to jar. Um, so there's a <laughs> lot of things in jars. And then they, they sort of like see the dad's stuff. Wow. Looks like he really got into this model stuff. He wasn't always? Mm. 
It's a recent obsession. Hmm. Paul used to make models like this at our place. I think some of these are ones he used to make. Angie has not seen the family since the funeral, which was like... Well, she said it's been like a year and a half. Isn't that what Nicole yeah. says when she's being rude? She's like, it's been a year and a half, and he died two years ago, so... And I guess it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if Nicole was my sister-in-law, I probably wouldn't be coming around either. <laughs> um, so they get all the stuff, baskets full of things, and then um, they have like a sweet little moment together. Can't get over how much she hates me. Why is that? I mean, you guys were friends in high school, right? And then She blames me for Paul's death. Why do you think that? She's upset about something I did. Cheated on him. It's just once, but I confessed to Paul and he told Nicole, and she's hated me ever since. She actually told me at his funeral that I drove him to his death. Like suicide? Yeah. I mean, she's looking for someone to blame, and who better than an unfaithful fiance? Okay. Okay. So it's like, okay. Nicole thinks it was suicide brought on by Angie's uh, cheating. Yeah. Yeah. This is a whole new wrinkle. Mm-hmm. I didn't see her cheating coming. I didn't see that information being doled out. I didn't either. And then once it was said, I was like, I think she cheated with Teddy. You did. Yes. That's like immediately I wrote it down. I was like, it must have been with Teddy. Because it's like, they just keep talking about how this is a small town. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then who was it with? You know, like, it seems like one of those things where they would have offered up. It was with the football coach. It was right, with right, right, another right. man that makes airplanes. Um, yeah. It was see, with the 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 dock worker. We'll see. Okay. Well, that's so funny because you were on that. So the very next scene after that. They go upstairs. Ted gives Christina some more hot cider, okay? Uh She had cider at breakfast. He was like, you know, our special cider. Gives her more cider. And he watches her drink it. And that's when I knew Ted was a murderer. Mm. The camera shows us Ted watching her drink. Why are you watching her drink? What do you care about? And then, so you know something's up. Then, as she's like in the kitchen helping out, she's unsteady on her feet and almost falls over. So sorry about that. Yeah, you okay, babe? Yeah, I just, oh, I just feel tired all of a sudden. You look a little pale, dear. Yeah, you want to go upstairs and lie down? Yeah, I, th- I think I'll go take a little rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to be okay getting up the stairs by yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I just, <laughs> oh. oh. I, and I was like, okay, Ted has drugged her. And then that's when I said, Ted, kill Paul. Ted killed Paul. He has said in the beginning that he wasn't around, but I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you could have hidden in somebody's barn, some sort of shack. I refu- I was like, he killed, he killed Paul. He mm. killed Paul. Something about him watching her drink that cider. Mm-hmm. It just really, it just like my spidey senses, my spidey senses. Okay. Yeah. So while you were having that realization, I was thinking to myself, God, I love hot cider. Um, Because <laughs> I really like I was like, wow, she's so lucky that she used to be at this house with all this hot cider. <laughs> I mean, the house must smell amazing. It must yeah. be a really cinnamony house with a touch of nutmeg. And then I was like, maybe she's pregnant. Um, So she goes she goes upstairs to lay down like she she does a lot of sleeping in jeans, um, <laughs> which I like feel for her. And every this always happens in movies, too. Everyone's in I guess like Angie and the mom are kind of in comfy tops. But like 
Christina's in like a reformation structured top. And it's like, <laughs> that just seems, and I know she packed for like a party and not for being stranded in a home, but I'm like, I would be so upset if I had to have a bra on all the time. That was just like, that was the worst part about visiting a, like spouse's family. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. God, I have to put a bra on. I know, I like can't you have to just... get up out of out of the bedroom. Like if you want to go yeah. to breakfast, you got to put on clothes. Yeah, and you can like have pajamas on, but they have to be pajamas that like, Look cute set. nice, yeah. And well, like, like the ones you bought me for my birthday. Oh, you yeah, got me I a hope. very lovely, like a just a nice, like a, a almost burgundy red, just a two piece. And you know, I do love pajamas so much, and it was very magical. But it's funny because the first time again when I met Andy's parents, I came down for breakfast like dressed, and his mm-hmm. mom and they were all like, "Well, look at you, fancy pants," because <laughs> they like, were well, like just... all in pajamas, and I was like, "I don't know, y'all. I can't have you see me swinging." Now you let it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I can come down and just be like, what up, girl? You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? I'm looking forward to being pregnant um, at CJ's mom's house. I feel <laughs> Barefoot like I'm gonna, and pregnant. I feel Barefoot like I'm going to get a lot of attention. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what I do like, though, is because Christina is kind of feeling out of it and loopy. What I love is that she does, like, as she's going upstairs to lay down, she passes Nicole, who has, like, another snarky comment. And she's just like, why don't you ease up on the attitude? And it was like, <laughs> like Finally! finally. You know, you might want to ease up on the attitude a little bit. Hey, you think you know what's going on here, but you really don't have a clue. Nicole, have your kids come to finally help? Sure, Mom. I also wanted to point out at this moment, we are at around minute 45. Jacob still has not spoken, (laughs) okay? And now I'm thinking of Lurch from the Adams family. Yes. Just a sidebar, we're at minute 45, have not heard from Jacob. And Jacob is like one of those guys where it's like, he's, he's attractive. Like, I bet if you saw him on a dating app, you'd be like, oh, okay. He has a full head of hair. He seems probably six, two, six, three, like a, <laughs> a cat, you know? And then you meet him and it's like, he does not speak. I don't think he, he does speaks. not speak. It's it, him and him and Nicole, actually, like now that I'm thinking out, I'm like, maybe they're the perfect couple because she's so mean <laughs> and he's just silent and brooding there. So Christina goes up, she has, um, she takes an she has what has we then nightmare. find out is a nightmare yeah. um, where she's chasing Ace the dog. And when she catches him, she finds a trail of blood and a hand reaching for her. Oh and then God. she's like, uh oh, wakes up, notices Nicole's room is empty and decides to go inside and look around. No. Now, again, you get whatever's coming to you. Okay. Yeah. Because, of course, within 10 seconds, Jacob comes up to the bedroom to get Nicole's sweater and Christina has to hide in the closet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why are you in people's business? And like the whole time, you know, Jacob is also like, again, because he is mute, his other senses are heightened. <laughs> I, that's literally not a scientific fact. What am I saying? But it's, it's like he can sense that she's in the closet. So he, he like, hears a floorboard. And also the thing is, this isn't where Jacob and Nicole live. This is Nicole's like childhood bedroom that's now a guest bedroom. So what do you think you're going to find? All you're going to find is like underwear, tees, and some makeup remover. Like, I don't think there's secrets in this guest bedroom. So after she's able to sneak out without getting caught, you know, whatever, they go down to dinner, again, mom's birthday dinner, and we see first Ted and Nicole have this tense conversation in the kitchen. Over cake. Didn't have to do that. Uh, this? I picked it up in Chicago because I thought you have other things in your mind. I do, but I still got one from Mason's Deli up the street. Okay, so you want to use your cake instead? 
I don't care about the cake. I just wish that maybe we could communicate once in a while. Oh, so now you want to talk? There really hasn't been a chance between you being with Christina every second and then that whore Angie just showing up. You need to let that go. Do I? I know that she had something to do with Paul's death, Teddy. You don't even know that. You're just mad at her because, can we just light these candles and celebrate our mother? And he's like, okay, can we just like bring this cake out? It's like two cakes, great. Everyone will be happy. Happy birthday to you. Guys, please raise your glass. I would like to make a toast. But then Ted and Nicole both give lovely toasts celebrating their mother. And then Angie. Remember Angie, y'all? Angie's still up in here. Angie decides to give a toast and Nicole's not having it. I need you to listen to this because it is wild. Thank you, Mom, for welcoming me into your home. Not just this weekend, but for all of these years. No. And I am so happy to have you in. She's not your mother. Nicole, please. I'm sorry, but she shouldn't even be here. I can't even believe that you're sitting at this table, but to try and give our mother a toast? I just wanted to say thank you. Well, you said it. This is not the time or the place. When will it ever be, Teddy? You're out of control, Nicole. Am I? Enough! Look, you are all lovely people, but all of this, these lies and secrets, they're tearing you apart. Just, Christina, don't. No, don't. I need to say this. I didn't grow up with a family. But I work with troubled ones every day, and I know what it's like when secrets boil up until they explode. Christina, please, you're not feeling well from earlier. I'm fine. I think just about everybody at this table is holding something back. And I think it would be better if they all just came out and said it. Fine. I'll go first. Christina, why were you snooping around our room earlier? Jacob, that's ridiculous. Oh, is it, Ted? It's true. I was looking for something. For what? Honestly, I don't know. I just think there's something very strange going on with all of you and with... With what? With Paul. Okay. 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 There's a lot here. There is a lot here. First of all, I need to point out, Jacob has spoken. <laughs> this is about minute 54 of the motion picture and Jacob has piped up. And I was like, that's what he sounds like. I almost wanted his voice to be a little breathy or like raspy or something, you know? Or like high, yeah. <laughs> really high. Nicole and I don't like you. <laughs> um, I And then, so we, I, just let Angie do the toast. Like, it's like, I, the, she loves this family. Just let her do it. It seems like Angie had a bad childhood growing up too. And then we have Christina that's my problem. being like, What's going on? And like, I, listen, there's not a world where I would do that. It's like, yeah. Christina, sip your wine, sit back and watch this family implode, okay? <laughs> She's officially the worst house guest ever. I'm like, okay, absolutely not. You are somebody who cannot be brought around places. What are you doing chiming in? These, this is a family and you up in here saying stuff. And I just felt like, Christina, nobody needs you up in here saying stuff. Yeah. Okay? I honestly, cause I was like, oh, she's a social worker. She's like a fixer. But then I'm like, I honestly feel like a social worker would be trained to know to not do this. Exactly. To be like, 
Um, okay, I'm gonna clean the plate. Like I don't. There's. I don't know. I'm also. I'm an enabler. So like, <laughs> I just will sit and like watch it like a tennis match. Right. Like, right. 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 And then afterwards, afterwards, this is what I would do. I would watch every everyone fight, and then I would go up to Angie and be like, "What the hell?" Was <laughs> and then and then I would probably go up to Nicole and be like, "God, you were right. I mean, that was crazy." <laughs> and then that's how you handle it. Okay, Christina, <laughs> you talk shit behind everybody's back and pretend you're friends with everyone. <laughs> Duh, like a normal house guest. Okay, so this is like Nicole's breaking point. And she tells everyone that Angie cheated on Paul. And Angie's like, I'd rather freeze to death in my house than be here. <laughs> so she leaves. It wasn't about the mill. I wasn't speaking to you because he insisted on staying with your cheating ass. I'm leaving. Just wait, you'll freeze. Ted, she's done enough damage. I would rather freeze to death in my own house than spend another minute in this one. Let me go with you then, keep you safe. Let her go, Ted. And of course, Ted is like real mad and he's like, don't go, you'll freeze. And she's like, I'm so mad at Christina. But honestly, I don't blame him. Cause it's like, girl, be, as you said, sip your wine and be quiet, okay? Mm-hmm. Sip your wine and be quiet. This ain't about you right now. So you coming in here telling people being like, I work with families. It's like, ma'am, you are 32 of you a day and you don't know everything. Yeah. So could you just let them have their thing? This is not Chicago, Christina, okay? Um, so Ted leaves. Like, and that's when I was like, oh yeah, they definitely had sex. <laughs> like that's- But oh, sure. did he leave? He I left. he like- No, he, he- Like meaning he went after Angie? Yes, he was like, I gotta make sure she doesn't die. And like went with, uh-huh. An- like went after Angie. And it's like, oh, if I was Christina, I'd be like, I'm, I gotta go. <laughs> so then Christina falls asleep on the couch again in jeans. Um, sleeps the whole night in jeans. Yeah, somehow sleeps in the whole night. Wakes up because Ace is um, like licking her, and she's like, "God, Ace, if you could just tell me what was going on." Um, she does a lot of okay. You say she does does a lot of sleeping in jeans. I say she does does a lot of talking to herself. Yeah, a lot of times she's just like looking at a picture, being like, "What happened here?" <laughs> or just being like, "Ace, if only you could." Like a lot of just like little moments to herself where it's like say what you're thinking and it's just Uh like Christina could you stop muttering by yourself in the house (laughs) anyway but what does she do next she goes down to the basement the last place the last place I would be going right and she talks to the dad apologizes she apologizes she does apologize which is like okay you get she's like I shouldn't have done that I knew Paul wanted to sell the company he brought it up a couple weeks before he died he did? I got angry with him. Probably the angriest I've ever been at him. Paul got a great offer on the property. A lot of money. Well, I knew if we sold, Paul would move away, just like Ted did. I didn't want to lose him. Mr. Ryan, I'm sure... Whatever happened that day out on the lake was beyond my control. Christina finally finds Ted. And it's like very clear to me that this three-month relationship is over. Yeah. I also need you to... I'm going to have you listen to this conversation. But also know that during this entire conversation, he is cutting bits of an apple with a sharp knife. Yeah. Which is an action that immediately makes someone look dangerous and shady. Uh-huh. 
So just imagine him just like, just like, oh, just slicing off bits of apple and putting them in his mouth. Listen. I know I was out of line, but the last 48 hours I've been seeing and hearing things that the rest of you couldn't or didn't want to. Because you didn't live it, Christina. We did. You weren't here. You're right. But seeing the pain you've been going through, I wanted to help. Yeah. You always want to help. That's what I do. You know that. You can't save everyone. You may work with families, but you just don't know how to be in one. And sometimes in families, there are things better left unsaid. Yeah, no one ever cuts an apple like this un uh, unless they have a hostage. Like, this right. is the biggest red flag. I'm so happy yeah. we both clocked it. And I think that just yep. is a testament to what lifetime detectives we are. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're breaking up. And then she, she goes upstairs to pack to leave. And then he comes up and is like, I'm really sorry about what I said down there. And it's like, what? What? And like kisses her. Like he just like comes in. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like we're going to be okay. And it's like, okay, now this is very jarring. Like you're acting like stuff didn't happen. You're suddenly becoming this nice guy. And it's just funny because I will say, and this can happen sometimes. Sometimes I wish my Lifetime movies would seed in the crazy a little earlier. Mm -hmm. And again, you don't want to give it away, but it just felt like there was nothing from Ted and then in the last 26 minutes, there was everything. But we didn't even, we knew it without there being anything, you know? But I think that's because we, we've we done our 10,000 hours of Lifetime films. True, you know, true. we're Malcolm Gladwell outliers, yeah. so to speak. And would, would everyone, would everyone, you know what I mean? Right. And, and also we're going into it going, I'm sure it's the boyfriend, you know, because when is it not? Yeah, exactly. So Christina's like walking in the upstairs hallway looking at family pictures and she sees a picture of Ted Younger, who was like way hotter. Um, I mean, he's like <laughs> hot now, but I was like, ooh, who's that? And it's, it's like a couple of, it's a picture of him and Angie and everyone else has been cropped out. So it's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Exactly. Exactly. And then... As she's staring and talking to herself while looking at this picture, Nicole and Jacob sneak up on her. They're like right behind her and like scare her. They, like, I bet they walked up on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this though. Again, Nicole with the attitude, she's like, are you snooping? It's like, okay, the pictures are very much on the hall, in the yeah, hallway, just, on the wall of the hallway. It's not like she's rooting through drawers no, to see this. No, I'm just trying to see, Nicole, if you've ever smiled in your godforsaken <laughs> miserable life. And so Christina's like, what is going on? Also, <laughs> Jacob and Nicole never not together. Like they, <laughs> they're tethered. They are tethered together. Um, and so Christina's like, it's Ted who Angie cheated with, isn't it? And immediately, yeah. immediately. It was like, what? And also she's like, guys, we have to talk. Like Christina takes Nicole and Jacob aside, which based on their behavior towards her up until this moment, why would she think those are the people to talk to? Yeah. But then they do, they do change. They change. They pivot. Angie and Ted dated for a bit in high school, but they broke up. <laughs> he didn't waste time moving on. Ted always had a slew of girls waiting in the wings. And Angie eventually moved on to Paul. That was always weird. Andrew was always asking about Ted, wanting to hear about his glamorous life in Chicago. And Andrew was pushing Paul to sell the cider mill and move there. And then it all just really made sense when she slept with Ted a couple years ago. 
So you think Angie killed Paul to be with Ted? It was the only clean break she could make and still be part of this family. Somehow, she got Paul out in the ice that day. Okay, Christina, I'm not quite sure why, though. She decides to take a walk to the local tavern, which is now back open because the blizzard has stopped. Mm -hmm. All right. And the local tavern is where mom was going to have her party. And she's like, let's do it up tonight. So she gets to the local tavern and she ends up talking to the bartender who tells her. Poor Ted. He already seemed like he was in a rough patch around that time anyway. He did? How so? Who knows? I know he was in here pretty late the night before time went on. Excuse me? You know, getting drunk. No, no, I, I mean, the night before what? The night before Paul went missing. Mm-hmm. And this whole time, like, you know, Ted had told Christina, he's like, I wasn't around when it happened. I wish I had been here. Mm-hmm. And so the moment the tavern guy said that, it was like, yep. And what did I say? I knew the moment he was trying to make you drink cider. If somebody's trying to make you drink anything, especially something you already drank in the last four hours, they're up to something. Yeah, there is a limit They're to how to much something. cider you can drink in a day, too. It'll really make you poop a lot. <laughs> so she walks to Angie's house. And at this point, I was kind of like, oh, are you walking into a hostile situation? Like, yes, like, yes. Nicole thinks Angie's the one that did it. Has Angie been cleared as a suspect? We don't know. Exactly. And Chris, well, Christina doesn't know what's good for her. So I was no. like, she is about to walk into a deadly situation. Yeah. Um. So she goes to Angie's house and Angie's like, yeah, I saw Ted um, the night before the death. And it was why Paul and I fought. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because he came by the house. That's why he, Paul and I got in the fight. Because basically Paul was like, well, why is my brother he here? He put two and two together. Hook it up. Right. He actually showed up late the night before texted that he was outside. I couldn't believe it. I snuck out to tell him to leave. Paul came out and saw us and Ted took off. That's why you had a fight the night before he died. Angie's like gonna go put some tea on because this is a Lifetime movie and I've decided to add putting tea on as one of the tropes. A trope? Okay, great. Yes. Someone's kind of like, let me go put some tea on and which brings us to the next trope I'll point out. So as Angie goes to put on some tea like in the kitchen and Christina's sitting out by the fireplace, Christina hears a thud and then silence. And so then she's like, Angie, Angie. And then she did what I love. She picked up a fire poker. Oh, I thought, okay, God. yes. Now at least if you're going to be nosy, you're thinking. A great lifetime weapon too. Classic. And she grabs the poker and she comes in and sees that Angie is on the floor of the kitchen, passed out. Mm-hmm. And she turns and there's another figure and she just whacks him with a fire poker. Good, ask no and questions. And I love it. Ask no questions, okay? And then he's like, oh, the person takes off their like ski mask and it's and Ted. It's, and of course. Of course it's Ted. And he's like, I'm, I was coming to help you. Yeah. Angie's crazy. Yeah. There's something wrong. He puts it all on Angie. Exactly. What is happening? I came here to save you. I snuck into the back. Angie saw me and she came after me. It's all her. What am I supposed to do? Believe me. But only for like a second. Yes. Yeah. Because he like, like oh. really quickly pivots. Why are you doing this? It's for her. We're meant to be together. And I just had to make her see it. We were all a lie? Oh no, babe. I never want to hurt you. You were just part of the plan. You cut her power. So she'd come to your parents' house this weekend. And it all worked out. He also does say, too, he was like, that sleepy cider really worked. 
Like he put something obviously in the cider so that Christina would go like sleep for a long time. Mm -hmm. I guess what? So he could be alone with Angie? Yeah, because I'm like, what did you accomplish during that time? I like, know. I was like, you were cooking in the kitchen with your mother. Yeah, it does. A lot of his, I guess he did cut the power so she would have to come over. But it's like, it's not like you guys had a romantic weekend. Like Nicole was just being mean to Angie the whole time. And <laughs> you know. were with your mom making pot roast. And also, like, what did you think would happen if you guys were to get together? Did you think anyone would want you and your brother's, your dead brother's fiance to make a life? I think I was people like, this do is, this. This isn't going to work. I think people do this. I think this happens. Not when you have a sister like Nicole. No, no, that's true. Um, and so then he starts to like push Christina up against the counter and is going to hurt her. Is the he's gonna he's gonna kill her? He's yeah. like he's like he's like don't make this hard on me. Which I was like, honey, if that's not a man, I don't know what is. Being like, I'm trying to kill you. Could you please not stress me out? But. Christina manages to get away from him, and then, here it is, she hits him in the head with the tea kettle. Don't make this hard on me. Angie, run! What? Wow. My favorite lifetime joint. Psycho Granny did that. I'm like, we've now had a heroine and a villain use this. Yes. I'm very into tea kettle smashes. Yes. So then Christina gets out of the house. She's running. They're in the woods, but there's nowhere to go except for where? The lake. The lake. Oh, boy. So she gets to the end of the icy dock exactly where Paul died. And at this point... um. Ted has picked up an axe and yeah, because those are just laying around in rural America. Yes. Just like outside the door, just ready to chop some wood. I'm surprised there's not a freaking assault rifle laying around. <laughs> so he runs onto the ice and she's like, how could you do this? And like at this point, it's all like clicking with her. He did it. And and he says like, well, at least Paul was unconscious when I put him under. Well, you, you're going to feel everything. So she's able to pull the mace out of her coat, which we know she has, maces him, runs to, and, but at this point he's already cracked the ice. Cause basically he like goes to swing his ax at her and he basically, you know, he misses, he hits the ice and he basically just forms a giant crack in the ice that then forms a perfect circle around him. And then... Christina runs away and like turns and like right before he falls through the ice, he looks at her and he says, <laughs> you can't save everyone, Christina. Then he falls through the ice. Like a trap door. Like it's exactly. so funny. <laughs> he falls so fast and Perfectly so immediate. Like a magic trick. And then she looks again, because she loves to talk to herself at nothing. And she's like, yeah, I'm starting to get that. <laughs> So this whole process was her learning that she can't save everyone. Yeah. You guys, that's the end of the movie. Okay. We literally fade to black on that. And I've never been more livid because you're telling me (laughs) Christina's now about to walk back to a house where she is staying with a family still grieving the loss of one son in the same lake where she will now go tell them their other son just died. And he murdered the first son. And it's You like, think they're going to believe that? Yeah. I mean, it's like, no. I they don't think Nicole's going to buy it. Not at all. I was like, Nicole didn't seem to think it. And it was just like, 
to me, the sequel to this is Christina being tried for the murder of Ted <laughs> and her trying to claim her innocence. Because I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, you cannot. And I really thought I was going to get my six month later. No. You know what I mean? Where I can get a little closure. No. And they said, nope. Nope, we got secrets in the snow. Or even secrets like in the snow. A year later, where we're finally having the mom's birthday party, like at Ned's tavern, Something. and like Something. Nicole and Angie and Christina are friends. But it's like because at one point, even when Nicole and Ted are fighting, she's like, mm-hmm. "Whatever." I mean, you're my last brother. I have like it's like Nicole likes <laughs> Ted. You know, like she loves right her exactly exactly. And I don't know. Do they sell the mill? Oh my gosh! Oh my god! You got it, honey. You got to move away from that lake. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that lake is haunted. Okay, it's haunted. This was a wild, wild movie, and it's like, whew! Oh my god, Megan, Megan! It it is the insanity of this movie, though. I will say in a way is almost fitting because we're about to take a two week break from the pod. Mm -hmm. You know, we're about to have holiday times, you know, get right with our God, watch my special 20 times on loop. We have a lot to do. So we're going to take a quickie two week break. And I just hope you guys spend some time on Lifetime Movie Club. I really want you to see Secrets in the Snow and tell us what you think because my God, It was insane. And while you're anxiously awaiting our next episode, you know you gotta watch the movie. You gotta be ready for it. We will be watching Stalkers, starring The Sopranos' Drea DeMatteo, as well as Jodie Lynn O'Keefe, Nina Savari, and Henry Simmons. Wow, a star-studded Lifetime cast. And yes, we will be having the one and only Drea DeMatteo as our next special guest on the show. To get you excited, the movie follows a hot-headed cop, I'll let you guess who's playing that, and a polished district attorney who team up to bring a stalker to justice. You can watch it on Lifetime Movie Club right now. Also, have, have you guys been leaving us vo- voicemails? I want to hear your cray-cray-banane personal Lifetime stories. 212-424-7338. And also, if you got any New Year's resolutions or emotional things you want to share with us, you know, Megan and I are here. We're you know, here. we are not licensed doctors in any way, but we are really, really here for you. I think we'd be better social workers than Christina. <laughs> That's too true. Oh, you guys. Have a very, very happy, happy, and we will see you in 2022. Uh, ooh, bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples and hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us! Us! I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.